Five pounds right. of can hand to work off. Hey, everybody. What? Hey. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Tens. I'm never the sucker. Mark, welcome. Welcome, Mark Musinski, to the Octavarius Podcast. Jeez, sucker. Thanks. This is episode 144 of the podcast, Mark. No, no, it's not. Is it? Oh, it is. 144. Whoa. Have some more. Yum, 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 yum. Have some more of these delicious cranberry bars, that is. Uh, yeah. Shut up, man. Fun fact about 144, it's uh, 12 times 12. That's a gross, it a is gross a fact. Yeah. <laughs> if, you add separate numbers, if you add the separate numbers together, you get nine! Oh, Ooh, you do. Nine no, no, five. I'm sorry, logic was not there. <laughs> In fact, that, that, you know that... Uh, well, who's the punking? Bogues oh, I am. I forgot the crown. Some oh, I got it. Hmm. It's in Wait. Becky's car. Wait, was the logic? Wait, I I took it home. You took it home? Yeah, you must have a different punk. Because I, I, it was one of those things where Maybe. I had to stop at Jewel to I pick up groceries. Wrong. And I didn't have any free hands, so I had to wear a suit and a crown. And, a crown, and like I looked like the biggest asshole. What are you talking about? Had to wear a crown. <laughs> I, had no, I didn't I have any hands. I always wear the crown all the way home. Oh, yeah. What's oh, wrong with you? You're, you're big on making very loud fashion statements. No, I'm well, when big you're on being the king of the <laughs> Anyway, uh, without any further ado, let's start off at the far end of the room and sound off. Hey, y'all. It's Mark. Hey, it's Brian. Howdy. It's Cloud. Hey, it's Scott. You got Chris Bogue here on the dial. It's Tins on 88.7 FM. And then after that, it's me, LP. I'm Castelvi. And scroll your radio tuner away from Castelvi for Keith. <laughs> the Eden's Dan Ryan's backed up by five minutes due to a traffic collision on 38th and, and, and uh, Cicero. Oh, hey, it's Nick, I think the traffic e- guy. I think Wait. the Edens and Dan Ryan are different highways. <laughs> I think that you should not be listening to the station. There was a lot, a lot of things wrong with Well, it was only a five-minute delay, Tim, so <laughs> really not to you really have to do You gotta calm down, dude. Uh, next up, in a little bit, we got some weather tips. In a little bit. In a little bit. In a little bit. You're the, you're the traffic guy. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. There, never mind, never mind, you guys keep talking. Okay. No. Wait, Tins, are you trying to hide Wait, something you you're too scared to tell us? No, I'm just, I just can't get enough of these delicious cranberry you know what? I had two of them. Yeah, I think there's I, too I much butter in I that we're podcasting, I'm just kind of chilling you out and enjoying conversation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but we are podcasting. I do have to admit you know, something. Uh-oh. Wait, is this about how you learn French? Mm. Well, we're going to learn no. French. No, I've been writing the Lord, uh, writing a good portion of the Lord of the Rings shows. Uh, so French has totally taken uh, a backseat. What's the last thing you remember? Les incompetents. Uh, a lot, <laughs> a lot of adjectives. There was one lesson uh, with like three hundred adjectives in it, and it was it was awful. It's awful. I I have to I have to totally redo the lesson in order to remember any of them. But anyways, I forgot the mailbag. Oh, yes. dude. Cool. How could you let us know? Cool. Incompetent. Thank Les God. Incompetent. Incompetent. <laughs> the Octet Triumph is a five-minute delay. 
Oh, I found the mailbag. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, great. Um, here, let me just squelch it open a little bit. Hang on, I'm actually going to turn up the mic. Could you please do that again? I heard it a little bit. This is all real. <laughs> I don't know if you yeah. got that. A little bit. It was gross. That's for Tins's <laughs> Uncle Terry. Um, <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, he just this, turned 60. Oh, did he? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, this, uh, this week's letter uh, comes from uh, one uh, Imbev. And uh, Mr. Bev writes, Dear Octavarius, I own most of the world's liquor. Uh, I make it, and then I buy out interesting brands of liquor, and then I make their ingredients cheaper and use the branding to sell it to people and make more money. You know, working with beer all day and other forms of alcohol really just takes the shine off of it. It's like a gynecologist coming home, and all he gets is vagina. And so... I was just wondering, do you guys have any advice on, like, how to bring the magic back into booze for me? Because I dearly miss it. Yes. What's up? I was waiting for... What's up with that? Also, he... What is up with that? Yeah, and also he apparently owns most of the world's liquor, but then he only talked about beer. Liquor bores him by now. I guess so. I was trying to figure out who the guy was if he owned most of the world's liquor. He's got to be incredibly wealthy. Mm-hmm. We, he's got to be a, a household name. Mbev is surely a pseudonym. Yeah, well, most of our listeners make over $150,000 a year. That's true. I know I make that much. We all do. All We're an Octavarius. I own a mountain. Are we not sharing what we so wait. <laughs> I have an agenda of the talking. If I'm to understand the question, it's that he makes so much money off of all kinds of booze that he's sick of booze and he wants help. Well, no. he wants to know what's so, good now. Well, it's like you, you know, something new. What's good now? No, I get it. Like, no he does something all day for a job. And it's just not as fun anymore. So he wants he wants to get that magic back. He oh. takes original ideas, sells them for cheaper, and marks it as markets it as mm-hmm. no, his own. He's just an idea flipper. LP, you get a new beer each week. Yep. What's 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 your new beer that you like? Um, actually, right now I've been on a Three Floyds kick. I know it's Ooh, it's yeah. not very uh, it's not very like underground anymore. It's it's I mean it's pretty well known, and it's the same with uh, it's okay. Like, yeah, I, yeah it's not I appreciate that you had to apologize for your lack of hipster cred, though. Well, thank I you. mean, there, there yeah, is a beer. You. I mean, I've I've tried Finch. The thing is, it's just really good. There's a reason why it's doing so well. It's doing really good uh, because it is really good. Um, I, I've had the uh, if you, well, you tried the uh, Three Floyds. They do the biggest beer is probably Gumball Head. Oh, oh sure, so the good. one I hate. I, the most. I've seen the left hand milk okay. stout on tap in four bars in the last like. I'd say yeah. a month and a half. Yeah, we actually like got rid of left hand. I, I got rid of left hand maybe a year and a half ago because uh, it wasn't selling very well. And now we've gotten to Murphy's. Um, Murphy's is good. Murphy's See, is good. I, I met over this uh, past Thanksgiving weekend a friend of the family who has the exact opposite problem. She uh, She's a wine drinker, but by wine drinker, she only drinks white Zinfandel. Yeah, so my mother is the, the exact same way. Yeah, white, white Zinfandel, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, it's called a dessert wine. It's basically like cheap, sweet crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically like a wine cooler. And uh, 
Yeah, that's her thing. She's she's been this way for decades. It is the only type of alcohol she will drink. She has to go. It has to be white Zinfandel. And if she goes to like a classy place and it's like a good Zinfandel, she like she just likes the Franzia. She likes the kind out of the box. That is the only thing she drinks. Sounds like she doesn't really like or appreciate mm-hmm. wine all that much. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I guess so. I would think that because wine is another thing. Even I mean, maybe even more than beer. Where it's like, with me, when I, you know, I drink beer, I want to go to one of those bars that has like 200 beers on tap. Sure. And sure. jump around and just try different stuff I've never had. Well, I, and I like, uh, I like wine, uh, I like it quite a bit. Um, but, you know, when I, when I go to a restaurant and I order uh, a glass of wine with my meal or something, I can't really, I can't always distinguish the flavors of wine. Like I can, like I know one beer has a totally different flavor from the next and I can't. I can't necessarily do that with uh, two different types of, of Pinot Noir. I've actually been tasting wine, like, every Monday at work for, like, the past Are you months. Are you getting wine. better at it? Is your palate getting more um, more sensitive to it? Can yeah, you, like, pick them apart? It's interesting. Like, we've tasted, yeah, like you said, two Pinot Noirs next to each other, and you can taste one is more earthy, one has, like... No, so this kind of berry, another one smells like leather, or whatever, and you can tell like which you can tell differences when they're you, side by side. You know what I think about when people say something has notes of or has <laughs> hints of? That sounds like a er- like a bru- like an error in the brewing or distilling process. Because <laughs> you should have made it and fucking it. actually taste like that thing. Not oh oh yeah it, on the on the back of your tongue it has notes of cranberry. Well, I mean well, it, well, it is it is there for uh, for subtle flavors. I, like but why just but the, the only the subtle otherwise it's all the same flavor. And then there's like a weird slightly subtle flavor that you really can't tell unless you concentrate. Well, like if. It, yeah, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Well, and, and and this is more beer than wine because I can't really speak too much of wine. I love wine. I love all wine, but whatever. For beer, for beer specifically, it's you're going for something with a specific style where you want it the 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 taste to be a certain way, and then the finish should be a hint of citrus. I just want the finish to be not shitty. Well, here, here's the thing, though. <laughs> and that's important, because that's the worst part head. about most A beer. lot of it's just in your head. I was listening, there was a TED Talk, and they were talking about all you know these different like bugs that our minds have, and they've been able to study brainwaves on people, and if you give someone you know cheap wine, but you tell them that it's this aged wine that's so amazing, and it was, you know, in this particular vineyard in, in Italy, and the bottles were $300. It's not even that they drink the wine and the wine doesn't taste good, but they're pretending. You know, they study the brainwaves, and people actually perceive mm-hmm. it as having this amazing, rich taste. Because, you know, the wine, and a lot of times now with beer, there's a story behind it. And when you're buying it, you're buying the story. You're buying the bottle. You're buying the esteem that comes with saying that you're drinking classy wine. As opposed to just the taste. I can generally tell when it's not that good, though. Yeah. Yeah. There's about a quality line. There's a a quality line. You know, I I feel like a fair example with with vodkas, since most people know they're vodkas, uh, like... Once once you get to Smirnoff and above, you know it, it's things start to level out. Besides certain vodka, that's what I call tolerable but, grade. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. below below Smirnoff, you can tell yeah, it's rubbing alcohol. You at know, that point. and Dimitri, I, Dimitri, Dimitri, Skull, Skull, Skull. There's more going on with like 
just different things going on once you get higher quality and stuff. And you can, like berries. You can tell that a lot with uh, like whiskeys too. If you want to, definitely. If you if you have a lot of whiskey, you can definitely uh, detect the different notes of. I can certainly do that. But, but I'll also yeah, say, I'll whiskey. also say, in Chris's defense, a lot of that is in your head. But and defending this is like Chris, what those studies are actually showing. Now a lot All of it, those things that we perceive as being mm-hmm. different. Some of that is is mental. Oh no, I I, I mean there is yeah. a line, and I believe that once you get below Smirnoff, you can tell with your tongue. Sure, yeah. but, but if once you get to the but if I gave you Smirnoff or Grey Goose, and I told you they were the other that's, thing, that's where the line starts to blur. That's yeah, why I'm and saying. they said it it starts with the bottle. You know, they say, and because what they did with the experiment was, you know, they had the old bottle of wine, and mm-hmm. when you see it being poured, you see the care and the work done in in the bottle. You know, they'll do that. That's why they say if you want to have a really kick-ass party, get a couple empty bottles of Grey Goose, dump your Smirnoff <laughs> into them. Oh, and because people yeah. see the vodka coming out of a Grey Goose bottle, they go, oh, you got Grey Goose. This is a fucking it. party. I, I, I have a friend you that, that when I went to college, uh, when, when we started getting a little bit older in college and moved into our own apartments, he used to be one of those places. He lived in one of those shitty houses that had, you know, the freshman parties that the place was just disgusting. But what he would do is he would buy kegs of O'Doul's. And he would pay... No. Monster. I witnessed this. I witnessed this. He would pay next to nothing because it's non-alcoholic beer, so it was very cheap. He'd charge $5 a cup. And he'd advertise on the quad for freshmen to come to these parties and get drunk. And he would just sit back and watch these kids drink non-alcoholic beer and then pretend to be drunk. And I went to them and saw this happen. It was mind-blowing. That's See, like a I, I was right? I was like the it's opposite. I would always go and I would drink the the shitty vodka, and I would tell myself, "Oh, I'm not feeling anything. <laughs> I'm not feeling anything. I don't even feel it. It's like I'm sober." And I drink, and then I would get to the point where I was absolutely uncontrollable, shit faced, and then I was just a wreck. Well, that's what happens when you drink when you're like 19 and don't know any better. Yeah, like yeah. we all go through that and figure out, well, I should probably not drink that much anymore. I'm Batman. Could happen. Where you think you're Batman at a Denny's and you realize that what, what your limit is. Uh oh. Yeah, that can happen. Yeah, or you think you're Gail O'Ryan, a magical carpenter. Oh my god. Or I Arnold Palmer. That. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people uh, with old, uh, in old home bar sets, what they do mm-hmm. is, is people would get uh, like a bottle for whiskey, a bottle for vodka, and uh, you know, a bottle for gin. And they would they would put their whiskey, vodka, and gin in their specific bottles, and they would be like a crystal bottle. Oh, like their own decanters, that yes. sort of thing. And so, fo- and so then you wouldn't know exactly what you're getting, but you know it's the house whiskey, and it's probably nice. Well, it's yeah, gorgeous bottle. Well, yeah, they went through the work of you know they they've got their own bottles at their own bar. They must mean business. I've been looking for uh, decanters online. There, some of them are like really cheap. But I'm looking for a nice pair. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's one of those things that I have in a far off purchase land. Exactly. But I, but I would like to have those those bottles because then when you have, you know, like we we use uh, Evan Williams bourbon here. I feel like it's a fairly mm-hmm. flexible bourbon, and it's uh, it's uh, for its price, it's a solid. Yeah, I, I drink Evan Williams at yeah. uh, my new place. Yeah, and uh, and I feel like if I gave most people Evan Williams, they wouldn't be like. This isn't Jack. This isn't, you know, or, or a nicer bourbon. I still enjoy finer bourbons, and there are bourbons that I can tell are better than Evan Williams. But I, you know. Well, isn't Jack Daniels technically not a bourbon? It's, it's not. Just, it's, it's Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee You're right. Whiskey. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. 
Are, are you guys big believers in the type of glass that you drink out of? I enjoy a, a, drinking out of a goblet more. I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Because I go to a long room, or at least I was the past week, I went to like longer, like three times, which is way more than I should. Proper glass helps. Yeah, well, and I and they have it there. They have like it. They have because they have a, a wide selection of drinks, which I love. And but and they all but they also say what the drink should be served in. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I I would I was noticing how I enjoyed drinking out of like a goblet or something else prior to then a glass. Am I the only one? I just realized this right now that I actually enjoy drinking out of a bottle as opposed to a, like a glass. Sometimes I'll there's have no a reason drink for out most. Of a I mean, I think it depends on the beer too. Yeah. And and there's definitely there's the and, way okay, uh, there's definitely some beers that. You can taste a difference if it's in a bottle versus right. you pour it into a right. glass. Yeah, so it's important. Sometimes. Or your Corona thinks you can. Corona's got, for mm-hmm. me. Corona's got to be in a bottle. Yeah, I don't, for me too. Yeah, yeah. If, if I if I have the option, if I go to a bar and order a Corona and they offer to put it in a glass, I'll take the bottle instead. Yeah, yeah. at comedy sports they have them in cans. Corona. Then it's not as good as. Yeah. You know what's funny is like Corona is a really popular one, but there's so many other uh, of that style beer that are actually really awesome. Victoria is really Victoria. Victoria. Um, Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria. Victoria <laughs> became available uh, up here in Chicago just only a year ago, right? Yeah. Or yeah, I think it was just a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. The years blend together for me. Sure. But it, yeah, it was very recently that Victoria became available here. Pay attention to Queen Victoria. Victoria! Is Victoria a cerveza along the lines of Corona? Yeah, it's, it's very similar. It's uh, it's a light lager. Uh, An island uh, Mexican-style light lager. Uh, you, could, you can... Mix it. You can drink it by itself. It's fabulous. I I love it. I did a a focus. I do focus groups from time to time, uh, and I did one on like alcohols and stuff, and uh, it was really cool. What it was is like uh, they were coming up with a line of beer wine coolers, like the idea of a four pack of wine coolers, but with beers and sort of exotic cocktail based beers. They don't call them wine coolers anymore, I don't think. No, but it, this They're is malt beverages. Yeah, right. But what this was is like they were it's using old old Caribbean recipes or old Caribbean spices to like inspire things. They had a few different types of things. Some were good and some were weird. The ones that I thought were the most interesting. Were ones there were beers based after cocktail recipes, so they had like a Manhattan, but uh, beer, weird, like a beer base, but it's also got other shit in it. Well, it's like it had, it's basically uh, I can't remember if it was a lager or what, but it was a lager with notes of like with like whiskey and like other things, but it was meant to be like that, and it was called like. Uh, high ball or eight ball or something like that. There, all of them, all the beers were just numbers, which I thought was really cool. Ooh, I like that. I like number nine for that reason too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The, there are beers like that that are <laughs> aged in uh, in beer barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, I'm actually looking at one right now. I showed Costello this a little earlier. There is a Sam Adams beer. I don't know if you guys know about the Sam Adams Utopias or Utopias, um, which is a two hundred dollar yeah. bottle of beer. Yeah, um, it's barrel That's aged. Crazy. You know, they these they get like uh, barrels. So Twenty seven percent is that right? Yeah, the, yeah, the alcohol content's ridiculous. Jesus. ABV, um, but there are interesting beers that are just you know barrel aged. They get either wine casks or, or mm-hmm. I love yeah, I, like they will get you know used Jack. Yeah, you know I think that. that's what one of the beers was. How it got some of the whiskey was they put it into whiskey. Yeah, beers. I do so, really like a good. Uh, 
a, a good strong beer that's been aged in now, like a bourbon barrel. Here's a here's something fun I, I heard about um, uh, the other month. Uh, NPR ran a story that there are sake makers in Japan, uh, and sake is one it. of those things where it's very difficult to make. And uh, when times are tough, and Japan just went through a bunch of tough times with the nuclear meltdown and the tsunami, um, so you know the, the economy's a little bit rocked, and people aren't buying a lot of sake; they buy more beer. So there's a, a bunch of sake makers, and this isn't a, a fairly recent thing. They they started a little while ago, but these sake companies are starting to make beer now, and they're they're starting to try to penetrate the American market uh, and get their beers in there. And it sounds like they're doing some some kind of unconventional stuff. Uh, one of the the, uh, the sake makers who's now into beer making, his name's uh, Yuichi Kiyuchi. Don't uh, And he says, uh, <laughs> he, says here, uh, uh, ma- he says, making sake is like judo or flower arranging. You're judged by how well you stick to the rules. There's no margin for improvisation. Uh, like those, we are all improvisers. I feel like those Japanese say that about everything we, they ever do. He, he goes, uh, he goes uh, Kiyuchi says, but beer <laughs> is about doing what you want. It's fun to make and sell. Sake is hard to make and tough to sell. And he says, in an, effort, in an effort to stand out in a global beer market brimming with choices, the Japanese have added in novel ingredients like ginger root, oyster shell, wasabi horseradish, and even miso, a soybean paste more commonly used in soups. And they're saying these, I haven't seen any around here, but like these are starting to take off more in the American markets. And you'd think that right now everybody's got their own brews. Like, there's so many choices out there, and the, these companies in Japan think that they can make an impact on the American market. Well, there is there there is uh, there are laws for beers. They, beer laws. Beer, beer making has laws. I was just thinking about beer wars. Right. It's a, a great. Oh, is that a thing? I think I was. Where was that? Was I watching it here, Brian? That sounds like something. It's, right. watched, it's a documentary yeah. called Beer Wars. It's available on Netflix. Um, I wasn't convinced by that film. That really? Film, its oh, message did not make me what? feel sorry what for the beer people. Tell me, tell me it's, about the beer people. The beer it's, people it's, are it's angry because some beer people have more beer money and they have more and can put more things on the shelves. And pay for their beer but the thing, the thing that sucks is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, no, it, it is that, but the thing that really sucks about it is that it's independent beer companies, independent breweries making these creative beers, and people like Miller and Anheuser Busch study them. Recreate them and sell their own product, oh. and it's about and it's not, it's about that, and it's about the laws associated with transporting beer. Where okay, Anheuser Busch supplies the semi truck that transports everyone's beer, but Anheuser Busch gets eighty five percent of that truck with their stock. Anheuser Busch, Miller, whoever gets their beer front and center on the shelves. Your independent beer has one case down in the lower corner. And they do all this market research about. But I what look for those buy. beers, and you yeah. do. The vast majority, but of people the big, do not. the big beer companies are kind of trying to do everything they can to fuck over the little. Exactly, guy. and they, the example they give is this one woman who creates uh, caffeine beer. It was Moon Moonshot or, or some, mm. something like that. Yeah, it was Moonshot is what Moonshot, it was. and it was beer infused with caffeine. Oh. And I don't know if it was any good. That's probably not a good it's idea. It's probably illegal good. now, yeah. but. Um, it was a good idea at the time, and it sold well in her bar, and she was selling it locally, and I think it was Budweiser or something, took it and made a caffeine beer, and... Holy shit, they did! Yeah, I had that. And that basically was like her being like, I'm getting fucked, what can I do? Well, and the thing that I thought was interesting about it, because like, a lot of that is just business, you know, like, you can't copyright... you can't copyright an idea. You can only copyright how you specifically make it. And with something like beer, there's so many details that you're not 
they're probably not copying it exactly. You're, but the the thing that I thought was so fascinating about that documentary is the issue was that the laws, like, explicitly prohibit independent companies from getting their beer distributed. And distribution was, is, they like, the law is intended to stop a monopoly, but it ends up keeping an oligarchy. Right. Unintentionally. So that, like, they just, the, the independent people can just get fucked every which way. See, I, yeah, I, you're making, like, a product that, like, kills people sometimes that you really shouldn't be, have, it's a recreational product. It, it is, but I think it's the... That's why I can't feel I, I think it's because as a brewmaster and anyone I've talked to who's... You know, I know some people who do, you know, whether it be independent brewing or some people who get paid for it. It's really a thing you take pride in. It's like you're... Cra- I mean, you... The it's got to be a labor of love. Scotty, you make your own beer. You I do. I've been brewing beer for about two and a half years. Why don't I ever drink this phantom beer? I've actually asked... Okay, so you make a, a beer next year, right? And everyone loves it. Everyone mm. loves it so much that, you know, you could decide maybe you can make some money off of it. Do you, would you try and do something like this? Or, you know, what do you do with that? Probably not because the only way, like, the way I brew, I brew so small because I have such a small space and I don't really need five gallons of beer in my refrigerator in my kitchen. You can have it in my. Room. So what? It, what do you do? Do you do you have one of those like Mister Beer kits or what? That's exactly oh, that's exactly Mr. what I brew with is a Mister Beer kit. I've been thinking about getting one of those. Would you recommend okay, it? I, I, here's my Mister Beer review. All right. Oh, it's big. Oh, I'm gonna look this up. It's, a... um, it's it's worth it if you are very serious about it and you follow the directions to the T. And like, they have great Mister Beer videos online. Watch the guy do it. He shows you exactly how to do it. And, like, everything I've read before I started and while I was doing it, um, like, in the message boards and such, told me that um, you'll be fine with the basic directions and basic ingredients as long as you, like, sanitize everything. They said, like, the tiniest little germ around the stuff can ruin the entire batch. Yep. Hmm. So you have to make sure everything's very clean. You brew the beer with, like, you know, basic ingredients, and depending on what you want, they have tons of styles and they're all relatively cheap it's like 20 bucks on average for two gallons of beer which is great and i've made about eight beers i think so far and some have been amazing and some have been shitty but what i've done is i've followed the recipes bit from from what they give you and then started experimenting with my own things like well i'm gonna see if what happens if i throw this type of ingredient in there i'm gonna see what happens if i throw this type of Spice in there for notes of citrus. So would you? So you'd recommend? Uh, would you recommend then doing it uh, absolutely to the letter for your first like four or five times, and then dicking around you with got, it a yeah. little bit? So when you get the hang of like by the fifth time, I was like drinking beer while I was making it, like yeah, I got this, and it was great. Uh-huh. Um, but just be really good about it, and like keep your keep your work. It's W O R T, but it's pronounced word. I didn't know that until I started. What? How much beer can you get out of these? This, this kit. The Mr. Beer Kigali? kits are like it's twenty bucks about for it's like twenty four twelve ounce beers. This, this sounds like a this sounds like a good gift. How much does this cost? That's how I got it. Was a, uh, oh, uh, nice. someone bought it for me? I've and then I've been what about how many ingredients? Um, you gotta get your own ingredients. There's a beer store on uh, world. Ashland and Elston. I can't what? remember what it's called, but it's a nice. half garden, half. Beer and wine oh. brewing supply there's, there's store. There's one it's literally huge. in my backyard. There's it's one over huge. on uh, Kedzie and Addison. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. That's, that's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Well, and I also know I've seen the Mr. Beer kits at like Bed Bath and Beyond yeah, and a couple other places. And you so, can get the refill packs. 
Or I'm sure they call them something cooler than that. <laughs> wherever they're called, they're called refill bags. <laughs> the, the basic uh, the basic kit is forty nine ninety five at uh, MrBeer.com. Get Mr. That's Beer. That's MrBeer.com. I gotta say, uh, when I brewed beer as George Washington for I Made America, I talked with someone from Mr. Beer and I said, I'm going to brew beer as George Washington. What would you recommend? And we chatted about beer, and she recommended something and a couple extra things to throw in. It was great. Did you send it to her? No. Afterwards? It's illegal. I can't do it. Oh, I mean, oh you, but I mean, like, just say, like, hey, here is me making beer online. Did you whore yourself out to it? I didn't do a video books? of it, because I was uh, on the George Washington. Regardless. Board. Thanks, MrBeer.com. What's in your four dream? 4.75 stars. It's DreamMoods.com. It's DreamMoods.com. What's in your beer? Has anyone had any crazy dreams lately? Do you want me to go to dreammoods.com? Is that what this I is? A, I had a nightmare I had a, of a reality. I've been having some terrible oh, nightmares. Nightmare of a reality? Wait, I yeah, well, I've had a lot of you nightmares. Said so, I saw your true. Facebook said something about an ultrasound. Yeah, wait, can oh, we well. interpret just our actual realities? <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, right? Yeah, we're well, at dreammoods.com. We can I do anything. Good, good morning. <laughs> you know, uh, my morning was just that I, I did had ultrasounds done on my what? muscles for a doctor masterclass, and I was sitting in the middle of a room of about 150 doctors who were like seated in a circle around me they spread the jelly i'm shirtless and they put gel on my shoulder and sort of uh do the ultrasound thing on my shoulder then they talk for 15 minutes while i still sit there shirtless in the center of the room (laughs) then they do something else on my shoulder for another three minutes and then they talk for 15 minutes and show slides while i shit there sit there shirtless i don't shit there uh, I sit there shirtless in the center of the room, and I was just sitting there, and I, had, I just didn't know. Do I? I wanted to make faces at some of the yeah, doctors. What expression on your face? Did you well, I was too. I was too like under a huge camera that projected everything I did onto a screen, <laughs> and, and I didn't want to like ruin I everything. That's pro- like prime but, real I mean, estate for your before face. before the <laughs> like they, it actually it wasn't always on my face. It was often off my joint. If it was on my face, it would have been a disaster of a meeting. <laughs> Because in the few times it was on my face before the meeting started, I was just making the sexiest eyes and, and licking my lips so that oh, the doctors God. would see him. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he aimed you, it. I feel like you'd be politely asked to stop that. <laughs> and then stop they that. aimed it on, onto like the table, the table bed and I made a dinosaur out of my hand and had him crawl around and explore on the video. Uh, sir, sir, please stop that. I heard please stop that. I only stop heard that. like minor chuckles from the doctors. But that, that was a pretty good. That was pretty good for seven thirty in the morning. You killed for doctors then, man. Seven thirty in the morning, I was killing it. So what is what does it mean if you have doctors in your dream? It uh, means uh, that you, the, the dream that you are seeing doctors indicates you need you have a need for emotional and spiritual healing. Jesus. The dream could also highlight medical concerns. Perhaps it is time to go back to get a physical checkup. What well, was the results? There's nothing in my shoulder, my elbow, or in groin. That's you need bad. that. Oh, okay. Yeah, the groin was the weirdest because that is when the doctor had to put the goop on my groin, and then and then and then and then why making the sexy eyes then? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, that was when I made my. That was when I made my. Oh, I hope he doesn't touch my dick. Oh, I hope he doesn't touch my dick. Sir, sir, please stop saying that. Stop saying that. that. Please stop uh, saying that. We are doctors. Did he touch your dick? He did not. He oh. came dangerously close. Dude, he, but he, text, he touches dicks like all the time. It's I know. Like, Dude, doctors touch so many dicks. I was like in the middle of like... I have this Wait, night. did he have gloves on? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, then yeah. whatever. And then, um, why would he have gloves when he's feeling around keys? I don't know. Maybe he was like a cool, th- like, whatever. Oh, he's, he's a cool, he's, he's a cool, he's so, cool so many dicks. Not whatever. like surgical gloves, but like leather gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I 
pretty sure those doctors had to see my like a good chunk of my butt though, because I had to lay on my side while they did the side hip ex- like examine. And they like it was great because it was like it was like halfway down my side, so like good amount of my hip was out, but most of my butt was pretty contained. Were you like? And then he just sort of mutters, "I'm gonna need your uh, pants down further." Like, All right, let's go for it, That's sir. Please don't say that, please. I was all doctors. Actually, the only thing I did is every time he said to do something, I said, "Let's go for it." I just every time he said like. Is that okay? This I'm like, yeah, let's, so let's go nuts. So, let's go crazy. Let's have a morning. So what, what, what made it like a really bad experience other no, than the jelly? The sitting in the middle of the room shirtless with jelly on me. Like for just tons of time. You've never done that before? I mean, no, not, not without either. people like laughing. <laughs> so yeah. I wasn't the focus of their attention. I was the to do Does that mean you're working then? I was a chair that you were sitting in. It was a fine chair. Um, but it was mostly like this. They put a lot of goop on you, and then when I was done, I was just was like, sticky? I felt like they, they, they were like, "I'm done with you, whore, get out!" Oh my God. Because then it was like, "All right, you're done." And they didn't like give me a paper towel to clean off the goop. What? They didn't wow. like give me. They just anything. they just shove you out of the yeah, room and like, throw your clothes hey, after you. It's twenty bucks. You know what? They, they didn't even like. They didn't say anything about me. They said, "Well." We're going to move on now. And then the one guy looked at me and said, you can go. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it? You don't, you don't make the doctors clap for my butt? I don't even get your number or anything? Like, hey, that wanted, was pretty cool how he touched your balls I just wanted the skin. room to clap, like, to, to clap for me. I, uh, I that's wanted all I wanted. As an actor, I just wanted, I just wanted them to be like, thank you for letting us look at your body. Sir. That was a good butt. Good butt, sir. Good Please butt. Please don't do that, Stevens. Wait, what if they actually do that, but I didn't do it for you? Uh, they only clap for everyone but me, and then they weren't impressed. Says, and uh, and let's all thank our our, uh, vol- our volunteer guest here. And just just nothing. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> crickets in the doctor room. Would you rather they boo? <laughs> Can you imagine if they, if they booed? booed you? If they booed, uh, that would elicit such a great reaction. If you had to, if you had to put your clothing back on amidst a chorus of boos. Like, I couldn't imagine what I'd do. It's like 18 I think I just, I just started screaming, Are you kidding? <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't have gotten one of the Katie dids. This is bullshit. What I'm, did you want from me? I'm also silence all up until the end and then boom. I'm also picturing like 18 doctors in a, in a surgical amphitheater that can house like 300. <laughs> No man, it was like at least at one point there were two hundred people in that room. Oh, were they leaving? You said a hundred. Yo, they left. A lot of them walked walked out. out. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this show! I gotta tell you, it was boring. No, and it was like as like a doctor. If if I was a doctor who had like a sonar machine, uh, and I'd be like. Oh, I can just figure all this out just by trial and error, huh? Okay. So it's basically a bunch of dudes saying, like, this is what we found is the best. But it wasn't anything you couldn't have figured out, like, yeah. over time. There's a half-naked dude cool. there. Yeah, there was a half-naked dude. Now, uh, not, not, to talk, hands. not to talk about alcohol again. Oh, you're gonna talk. I want to talk about it for a little. Unless uh, you're talking about the face. Yeah, no, no. I was gonna bring. Well, I was gonna bring up a, d- a different alcohol. Okay, go ahead. I was gonna say I have the recipe on my screen right now. For the official uh, White House beer, Ooh. Oh, yes. it's the one. It's the one Ob- Obama brewed. I got Facebook. Uh, I got the best uh, winter brews. I asked. Okay, one drop of blood. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do this one real quick. This is uh, 
it's 3.3 pounds uh, cans light malt extract. It's more dried malt extract, uh, amber cr crystal malt, eight ounces of biscuit malt, uh, one pound of honey from the White House bee uh, hives. What? Uh, yeah, bee they have, yeah, yes, of course they have bees. There's a bee, yeah, they do beekeeping. What do you mean, of course they have uh, bees? They have a <laughs> <laughs> what, are you kidding? It's an endangered species. Of course they have bees. I don't know. Maybe they, have, they don't have bees. How are they going to make bees? One and a half ounces. They shouldn't be. They're the people that shouldn't have bees because of bee hour. There is a bee house. Uh, one and a half uh, Kent Golding's hot pellets. One half ounce Fuggles hot pellets. Fuggles. They all have funny names. Two teaspoons of gypsum. Gypsum. Uh, That's a real like gypsum. A package of Windsor dry ale yeast and three fourths a cup corn sugar from and the White House corn, corn maze. Corn <laughs> maze. <laughs> and you know what? That's oh, yeah, actually they they say like his his beer is actually a big reason why he won Colorado. Like that was like their ground game was all about like. Finding things we also make beer. Right. beer. There's so many entrepreneurs oh, out there who's starting insane. new businesses. But yeah, the expensive beer kit is just the president beer kit. Wait, so do they send honey ale to Colorado? Well, people, once they leaked oh, the recipe, yeah. everyone started trying to make it, and people realized mm -hmm. that's really good. And when Obama went that's to that's Colorado... Well, can I, have some, can I buy it? some of a, a faux White House beer? Yeah, no, why isn't I mean, Bud Light making no, you like can't, a, mm -hmm. a version mm -hmm. of like, mm -hmm. like uh, presidential beer? Well, that's, that's, that's why they did that's it, really though, to idea. encourage people to make it. And then, you know, I mean, Romney was a guy who didn't fucking drink. Okay. He, you know, he said he sipped beer once, but Obama was able to come in there and he was able to talk to these people about their businesses. And what is he, it, was a, it was a smart, it was a really subtle strategy. But it was smart. He he was able to flip, get enough independent votes to flip Colorado. I want to get this in real quick. I, I, I asked Facebook uh, what the best winter beers were. Uh, I have some results. Uh, Mindy Cap said Great Lakes Christmas Ale. Oh, average. So average. We got some good, some average. Uh, Nick Cardiff says 312 Snow Cone. That, that is great stuff. Stuff. Is that a thing? Haven't had it. Is it good? I never I, had that. What is that? Um, Goose Island or something? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, Goose Island. Yes, what are they owned by now? Anheuser Busch. Anheuser Busch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they're owned by German. I love the Christmas Day. I don't know what you're talking Is about. Is Dutch? I also got. I still like Great Lakes. I don't yeah, like Great Lakes either. It's um, <laughs> their best beer, though. I have Michael Edward Moore uh, is Great Teton's uh, Black Cauldron, I believe. Ooh, Grand, Black Teton. Grand Teton's. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Grand Teton's Black. I've never heard or had. Peter Ludquist, your mother's pit must. <laughs> I can't is tell that, if that's a burn. Is that a burn? <laughs> I think that's a burn. Right, Got him. Uh, look it up just in case. Yeah, make um, it. Holly is... Reed is at Waters Vanilla Java Porter. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Uh, Matt LP Zavala to, couldn't I get away. I have to throw in Sam Adams Old Fezziwig Ale. Have you had the White Christmas? It's good. Yeah, it's oh, really good. Amazing. It's, it's really great. good. It's real light. I, I love. My, my mom won't let won't let us drink the old Fezziwig. She gets the she says you can have the other ten, but she loves the old Fezziwig yeah. so much she never gets to have it. She always calls dibs on the old Fezziwig. Man, I wish they had those in six years. I, I wrote to them. I wrote a letter to Sam Adams yeah, asking if I could burn. somehow buy a six off them, if they could make a six so I could give it to my mom for Christmas. Burn, burn. I, 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 wanted, I have an update, uh, Peter Ludquist. It is in fact a burn on us. <laughs> it is not a beer. <laughs> <laughs> good burn, bro. Good, good burn, Peter Ludquist. Thank you. I was really hoping there was a brewery called Your Mother's. I, th I didn't understand.
again, I was so so just to clarify, Peter is assuming the the good drink for the winner is your mother's armpit must or musk. Is that right? Uh, what maybe? What is must? Must like is like, like, it's, like, like, it's, like, it's, like it's like a mist of must. Man, he's he's on a whole other level. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna friend Peter request Peter Lundquist is was your friend? high school. He was a freshman. I was a senior. Uh, he he now goes to school somewhere in the northeast, or maybe he's finished with school. He was actually pretty funny. It's weird. Funny dude. He looks this like is a weird very dude, bizarre, man. out of nowhere comment. Though. He looks like a strange fellow. <laughs> he is a strange fellow. <laughs> <laughs> we are looking. At, we are looking at his Facebook, and he is an odd-looking cat. And uh, I'm, I'm going to say I can only describe as mannequin-esque uh, and dead-eyed and dead-eyed. He's not dead-eyed. This is your and new Facebook friend. <laughs> So, Peter, please look forward to my Facebook, you mannequin freak. I don't know. I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw. He's gonna burn him back. I gotta burn him back. He burned us. Let him fight for our honor, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa, of all people. I don't know if you. I don't know if you also saw, but his workplace is very important productions where he is apparently <laughs> pretty important. An old tin can full of lice eggs. <laughs> Which I think is very funny. It's very good. Alright, Peter, you're back on. I like this bit actually of of asking a question and then talking about these random people on our Facebook group. I'm gonna look at what Holly Reed is like. Does anyone know Holly Reed? <laughs> we call this know. segment "Offer Up Your." Who, who's the mutual friend? That, I don't know. Oh, not oh, mutual friends. Out of us. These are my. These are just me. They're only my. These are the mutual friends. I no no. So I don't know if you guys have been doing this, uh, but <laughs> I have been uh, doing this. I think three times so far uh, this holiday season, uh, where if you go to Benny's. Now they're starting to have all their like holiday gift sets. The best. They're, what it's, do they do? it's awesome. Well, they they have a lot of uh, a lot of their regular bottles of liquor and stuff. Um, but they'll they'll have like uh, like say a um, a fifth of Jim Beam, um, and it costs the same as a regular fifth of Jim Beam would. Um, but since it's a holiday pack, it comes in uh, comes in a nice little box with two uh, little uh, lowball glasses. Yeah. It's the same price. You just get a bunch of cool bars. I got an even better deal than that. Uh, over when I went home, there's a liquor store <laughs> I go to. I bought a I bought a Cabo Wabo <laughs> yeah, gift set. Yeah, uh, Cabo Wabo gift set, and the Cabo Wabo gift set costs two dollars less. Or no, yeah, it costs two dollars less than just buying the bottle on its own. It was the same size nice. bottle. You save two dollars by also getting a sweet ass margarita pitcher. That's a good yeah. deal. Oh, we got. I had that. Crystal Skull vodka <laughs> for the first time. Yeah, and I will the say, Dan Aykroyd yeah, vodka. I will say, what? You, so it comes in this like cool looking bottle, and it comes with two shot glasses that are skulls. And what? drinking out of clear skulls is so much more fun than drinking out of normal shot glasses. Oh, is that Aykroyd? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, have we mentioned in this podcast yet? That Dan Aykroyd pretty much just became his salesperson character from Tommy Boy in real life. Does he make car parts? Does he make Man? Well, no. Now he just he just shills booze, but because that's like all he does now, right? He hasn't he, he was hasn't in had a, an acting gig he, he was in a long in, uh, time, right? The Zach Galifianakis Will Ferrell movie, the campaign. The campaign. Oh, yeah. was he? Yeah, he was the one of the, him huh. and John Lithgow were the bad guys. Hmm. So he is doing stuff, but other than that, he's just like being that same, like, yeah, come down and uh, come on down to Benny's. Get drunk and pay me money. Get drunk, but not in the liquor store, please. (laughs) You go out back. (laughs) Ben Aykroyd's an odd character, though. He's 
like, oh, what a weird man. Well, why is he, what in particular? Well, he, he's obsessed with, uh, with cars, motors, and uh, just automotive work. And he has an encyclopedic knowledge mm-hmm. of cars and motors and parts. He, uh, he also uh, is super into the paranormal stuff, so he has an encyclopedic knowledge of that. And then uh, he also is, he has these odd hippie biker tendencies, too. And he loves booze, but he's also Canadian. And That's the weirdest part. There's just, like, so many weird things about this dude that... that Put him together where That's it all just makes is. sense that he shields Skullhead Vodka. <laughs> it just makes sense. Hmm. If you had to imagine what booze would best be poured out of your skull, what would you choose, friends? I was, <laughs> I'd probably... Dude, I, you feeling okay? What is it you mean if I had booze room, in my came back and your skin's all weird. I would hope that it would be bullet bourbon, but it probably wouldn't be something as nice. Mine would be like a cake batter vodka. <laughs> Mine would just be cake batter. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are we talking booze to be poured out of our own skull? Yeah. What yeah, would right. that booze what be? Would be? What's the best yeah, booze? Like, we're, we're dead, right? Like, we're dead. No, we're alive. So, like, yeah, is this... No, you're, you're dead. dead. Oh, dead. So, so is this, like... Taking shots from your skull. Is this, like... So this is the booze that's, like, poured into my skull at my altar that people are going to look on at, at on, like, Dia de los Muertos. Then. Sure, yeah. Is it, is it like, my whole yeah, face yeah. or just my skull? It, no, it's the skull to the bone, but it's still got, like, you can see your personality in the skull, you know? <laughs> Yeah, shines mine, through. Mine would be Malort because I want them to feel like I feel. Mine would be... Uh, mine would be... Uh, some sort of like steak vodka or something. I think steak vodka. Or steak gin. I, I think mine. Gin. Mine would be. Uh, mine would be filled with ice and uh, just a variety pack of Magic Hat beers would be just crammed into it. <laughs> Like a, a party skull. bucket. A crazy big skull. See, I would want it to be something as close to the consistency of whatever the hell the juice is that's around your brain. I would want Whoa. it to be something so they could be like, this is actual brain juice. And be like, ah, oh, just kidding, it's actually, you know, shaved pineapple and gin. It'd be like Goldschlager or something. Something thick. So that'd be a good thing to come out of your head, Goldschlager? I was going to say, the, the fluid around your brain does oh. have... I guess it really depends on what qualities we're looking for in our in our skull filling. I'm, I'm just so glad you guys are going with this I would have changed it, but I was writing about Peter Ludquist, who's now my Facebook friend. <laughs> I just right. dude, you guys are right at the time. I no, I wrote down the Octavarius. So he can come find us. He can listen to the podcast. He can come find us. You <laughs> come to our hood. He's the winner of the Octavarius podcast Facebook stock of the week. <laughs> Which is now the new bit that Can I'm Can we starting. not make that a thing? <laughs> it's when we look at somebody. No, he's got a Facebook post. Congratulations, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> you have won the Octavarius <laughs> podcast in all caps. Facebook stuff. <laughs> Lowercase of the <laughs> caps. <laughs> we. Castelvi, what have you done? It's too late. It's done. <laughs> yeah, other people are gonna, it. are gonna have to stock our podcast by listening to it now. Um, it's, and then you have to listen to the podcast. 
And we just said what we were He seems like a guy who lives for laughs. He seems like he uses Facebook most We're we're friends now. I can talk about Pete anywhere I want. (laughs) I love that. I love that so many many things in that congratulatory post are capitalized, but not the very first word in your sentence. (laughs) Dude, I I can't. I'm not having a lot of. I don't have a lot of room over here to type. You never capitalize. Fuck that shift key, man. I have pink pinkies. Selvin, does it does it mean anything if you have booze in your dream? Uh oh God, I gotta go back to dream moods. Oh, Quick, sure I have a lot of tabs. I have a lot of tabs. You have two Mr. Beers open. What are you doing? <laughs> I feel like Sometimes. you can kind of guess dream moods. Like, oh, you have Probably booze. Beer. You like to party and have fun. Well, that's because I feel like the dream moods. Like, dr- you need healing. Okay. I think dream moods is horseshit. Is my um, excuse me? <laughs> I think they say. What's your surgery? So accurate, dude. We're gonna get fired so quick. I think dream moods is accurate, dude. It's you drink real. the carpet, you get walked all over, don't you? Oh, really? Then what does alcohol mean, Miss Brains a lot? <laughs> you need to go out, party, and have a good time. That's funny, because Dream Mood says, and I haven't read this yet, but to dream <laughs> that you are enjoying alcohol in moderation denotes contentment and satisfaction in the decisions that you have made. Does that support my claim, or is it against it? Supports you. Then yeah. fuck you. That's, that's one point, Costello. Well, it said in moderation. What yeah, but okay, 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 okay. The, the dream that you are consuming alcohol in excess, yes, signifies feelings of inadequacy, worries, regret, and fears of being discovered of for who. You really are. There you go. That's so. way different than <laughs> fucking party. <laughs> Man, I like DreamMoods.com. What's like... in your dream? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all DreamMoods.com's dream analysis is like what your mom would say to you if you did that behavior in real life. Yes, that's why it's horse shit. <laughs> fucking fire me, dude. It's dream dream Moods is horse shit. Why, there are unasked for sponsor. Great, you me. I'm back. Oh, something. Hey, McCoy, are you okay? Yeah. You've been gone for a little while. I went for a walk. Uh, can you look up on Dream Moods? I had this yes. weird dream that I was stuck in okay. my high school swimming pool at the bottom oh, no. of it for like five minutes straight. Drowning. Like, not drowning. I was what? like in pain. Stuck in the drowning pool? In he was just stuck underwater. Well, not drowning. Water. <laughs> I had a swimming pool. What does that mean? Hook me up. Does that mean I'm a pottier? Pottier, pottier. I'm gonna say pool. I'm gonna try pool. That's not enough. That thing says pool before it thinks pool. (laughs) To see a pool of water in your dream indicates that you need shut up to acknowledge and understand your feelings. What? To dream that you are swimming suggests that you are exploring aspects of your subconscious mind and emotion. And to see a spool in your dream symbolizes <laughs> your, you need, your need for order and structure. Things have to be neat. <laughs> Alternatively, spools represent complications in your life. So, try another site. Maybe. Alternately, maybe you're thinking about spools a lot. <laughs> maybe you saw water? someone sewing. Now that. that I think about it, the, all their dream interpretations are... Here is one thing, or it could also mean the opposite of that one thing. <laughs> well, did you did you know that to see a weather vane in your dream indicates unpredictability and versatility? Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew that. Really? You're you know, I, school, I wouldn't. I, but what I wouldn't even. Conversely, well, I wouldn't even know. But like, or what? Yo, Google dude, Master. If I was gonna go swimming in a pool, I want to make sure it wasn't lightninging out. That is totally where Chris was going with that. I know. 
Well, okay, was, good. I was spinning conversation. I was spinning that fucking. As, as long as we're all, as long as we're all on the same page for cloud oh, tells the weather. You go out tonight. Wear your sunglasses because it's gonna be lightning in. Oh no. In Keith. Oh, wow. Tomorrow at 5.45 a.m., expect light morning mist on the grass and air that tastes a little bit like clear rum. Uh, mid-afternoon tomorrow, there's going to be a hailstorm full of rum balls. Bring your baskets. And we got clear skies and 72 degrees all tomorrow evening. Wow. Mm. I hope that's true. And this has been Cloud, Cloud tells, tells the, the weather. weather. I've never seen a weather report where I was addressed. <laughs> <laughs> How is the, how's the actual First. report? The actual uh, is close. Uh, it's it's colder than seventies. It's forty eight degrees mm. close today. Uh, but tomorrow it is going to rain. Probably not rum. Does it say Keith? It doesn't. Hold on. It does not. What about say lightning. Keith? lightning. The cloud kind of looks like the cloud guy looks like Keith. Yeah, it looks a lot like me. You know, folks. Is that my picture? No, man. It's, it's, it's a cloud. You know, we record this uh, live every Monday, uh, and you can listen to it live via livestream.com slash Octavarius. Peter? We're recording it. <laughs> hey, Peter Lundquist. Thanks, Pete. What's up, bro? I'll see you there. You can you can listen to this live every Monday at 9.45 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time. Um which means we are recording this on Monday, uh, November 26, 2012. Uh, but if you're not listening to it live, you're probably one of the many who uh, listened to it uh, the, the uh, same Friday when it is released uh, for the first time via iTunes, uh, via Stitcher, and on Octavarius.com. Which means if you're listening to this on Friday, November 30th, then we have some very special birthdays to announce. <clears throat> Happy birthday to Ben Stiller. Ooh. Which parents star? Happy oh, okay. <laughs> Happy birthday, Colin Mockery. Nice. Meet the parents star. Happy yeah. birthday, David Mamet. Mm. Play right. Yeah, absolutely. Happy Happy, uh, happy birthday, Mark Twain. Hmm. Happy birthday, Kevin Conroy, voice of Batman. Sweet. Happy birthday, Billy Idol, probably alive. Hey, <laughs> happy birthday, Bo Jackson, former player of every sport. Nah, happy... happy birthday, Dick Clark. Is he dead? Yes, yeah. as of this year. Uh, happy, happy birthday, birthday. Uh, Clay, Clay Aiken. You guys wow. like the, you know the Clay Aiken? He's oh, I know. Yeah, he's 33. You guys know the Clay Aiken? Have you heard about this guy? He's the one that watches me in my room invisibly. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Bill Walsh, Hall of Fame head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Happy Bill birthday, Walsh. Billy Walsh. We all know Billy, Billy Walsh. Walsh. You know, folks, that sure was a lot of fun. I feel yeah, great, we, I feel great now, and let's stop. No, we can't. I'm so happy. We can't stop, Castelvi. I don't understand why it's, we just can't stop right there. Because it's our responsibility as podcasters to report on the bad news as well as the good. Are you serious? It's the rule. Castelvi, well, that's a rule. <laughs> also, for every person that is born, another must die. That's the rule. That's Another the rule. Another rule. Stay And so, with a heavy heart, I don't see anything good. We give our condolences to the friends, family, and fans of Zeppo Marx. And to uh, the fans and remaining family of 
motorcyclist, daredevil, Robert Knievel. To, to the family and friends of uh, American professional wrestler Tim Woods. Sorry for your loss, 2002. And uh, to the family, friends, and fans of Oscar Wilde. Oh, man. Sorry for your loss. Fuck, man. And, and to uh, the gaggle of folks related to Gary Gross, relevant named man for this podcast. And uh, American photographer. To anyone who remembers Tiny Tim. Oh, oh Tim Tim. Did you living Did someone say Evil Knievel? I did. Damn it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tiny Tim. That dude. Um, um, Tip Tip. That's it. And I think it, six man. is plenty. Have <laughs> <laughs> we appeased the gods? Got, yes, we have appeased <laughs> the gods. He was on one of the highest rated segments of television ever. What? Why? He got married on The Tonight Show. Oh, yeah. And that was like one of the most watched segments really? of television. Really? How did they wing that? Well, it was just he was so weird, and yeah. so everyone was like, "Ah, this this gay guy getting married." This His is wife crazy. was like beautiful too, right? Yeah, and that was like the thing. Everyone was like, "What is this? What does she see in him?" He's gay, and they just watched, you know, the Tonight Show. Nice. Dude, what's what's great is now uh, on Wikipedia. Uh, for every every time you go to a date, there's a big calendar of all the days. Uh, of the year at the bottom of it, and I can tell every day, every day that I've looked at is now a purple link instead of a blue one, and it's very obvious how many birthday and death days we've done now. <laughs> this, this calendar is just pockmarked with purple links. And uh, with that, um, we're just about out of time. Tens, right? tens. Scott? Me, dumb. You need... Nick McCoola, seven words of wisdom. Doctor. Jesus. <laughs> 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 that is the most disgusting thing. This has been <laughs> Nick McCoola's. <laughs> Seven words of wisdom. No! The computer's running out of batteries. <laughs> oh, that's going to be the first Oh, poor Mark. Don't turn it on. Never turn it Just on. Just leave it off. Mark. Yeah, well, there's that's an obscene a, image. Robin usually uses it. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to know what it I is. Think, I don't think we should tell. I don't think they want to know. It was Good. awful. Great. Awful. What did you type on the flight? <laughs> I typed in gross, gross dick is all I Oh, come on. Oh, and it's was. not even what it was. It wasn't at all. <laughs> well, I guess that's what we have to leave you on, folks. Oh, uh, as always, keep coming to see our uh, Sunday shows. Uh, we are going through <laughs> December 30th. The last show of our run is December 30th, so you only have a, a good handful of shows left, and that's still every Sunday at 7 p.m. at the Comedy Sports Theater at 929 West Belmont in sunny Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and with that, we are out of time, folks. Until next time, have eight days and a wicked week. Say bye, everyone. Bye. Don't run for your life. You're running out of time. Close and lock the door. He's coming back for more.